0: And as they're dismissed, if you guys don't mind, stand back with me to James chapter 1. We're going to go into a new series this morning called Insta Life, Insta Life. And I thought, what well, better fitting uh, for here at One Life, amen? Hey, you know at One Life, you're going to go into a totally different Insta Life than you've ever had before, amen? So if you would stand with me before, let's go to James chapter 1. Uh, it may not read exactly like you may read it in King James, and typically every single week I read King James, NIV, uh, around that portion. Um, and, and I don't want all the religious people to get upset, but I'm going to read it out of the Message Bible today. Amen. Amen. Can all the religious people say amen? Okay. That, nobody should have said amen. Good Lord. Okay. James chapter 1. That was a trick. That was a trick. See how, how, see how the devil can get y'all little tricks. All right. James chapter 1, verse 19. He said, post this. At all the intersections, dear friends, lead with your ears. Some of us with big ears, that ain't too hard to... (laughs) Follow up with your tongue and let anger straggle along in the rear. God's righteousness does not grow from human anger. So throw all the spoiled virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. And in simple humility, let our gardener God landscape you with the word, making a salvation garden of your life. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror. Walk away and two minutes later have no idea who they are and what they look like. But whoever catches a glimpse, my good God, a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God is the free life. He said, if you just catch a glimpse of the counsel, the revealed counsel of God, he says there is free life. Who's ready to have some free life this morning? He said, even out of the corner of your eye, and it sticks with it, Is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or a woman of action that a person will find delight and affirmation in this action. Look at somebody beside you and say, There is a free life. There is a free life. Look at the people behind you and tell them, There is a free life. Father, I thank you, God, this morning. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your sovereignty. Father, I thank you, God, for keeping us. Oh, my goodness. I thank you that the enemy hates West Virginia so much that he sent a flood. Father, I thank you that the enemy hates us so much that he sent a flood to try to stop the revival that is happening right here in West Virginia. But, God, I declare that your people, this state... We'll grow stronger than we've ever been before. God, I declare an economic boom. God, what you meant for evil, enemy, is going to turn around for our good. God, I declare people that lost it all are going to gain all, double, for all their trouble. God, I declare this state is going to go from the least to the greatest. God, I declare spiritually, God, we are already on the path. And God, I declare salvation is going to come out of this. God, not just saved from a flood, but God, saved from a hell of eternity. Father God, we declare, God, right now that, God, we as West Virginia will stand strong in the face of adversity. Father God, and I declare that, God, one life will rise above it all. Father, we thank you, and we praise you. God, in Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. Somebody shout, there is a free life. Amen. You may be seated. I want to kind of give just a little intro in this, of this new series that I probably won't do the next few weeks. And you have to understand that social media in itself, regardless of what you think about it, regardless of if you're on it, regardless of if you're not on it, um, the social media has become extremely, extremely popular, extremely popular, uh, to where there are billions of people on it every single day. Um, but more than Facebook or Twitter or anything today, I want to kind of focus on on Instagram. Um, Instagram in itself has become extremely, extremely popular, and um, there are it's ways to connect. It's a way to see into other people's worlds, and I want to let you know that that yes, we are a completely technology driven church. Um, that we have various different ways that we never really have talked about. There's various different ways for you to kick. And there are podcasts. Um, if you don't know about that, there are podcasts that everything is recorded. It's on, recorded on YouTube. It's recorded on podcasts. Uh, we have an app. It's through Churchlink. Um, and, and you can go in and download that, and it's got all of our information there. There are websites. There are face, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, every kind of way there is to connect. And we have every one of those ones, and we want you to connect in that. And... The reality is that over this next series that I want to put inside you, that I want you to connect socially through technology uh, maybe more than you have over the last eight months. That I want you to, I don't care if it's during preaching, that you just stop and quote and quote something in preaching. If you want to take a picture of something around the church, if you want to take a selfie, uh, I know Josie, uh, you love selfies, and uh, if you want to take a selfie... I don't know Josie. Josie will take a selfie on you in a second. It don't matter. She could be eating bacon and she'll take. Well, who shouldn't take a selfie eating bacon? Amen. Somebody should say amen. Uh, but the reality is I want you just to kind of connect socially because you don't realize there are people that are watching you. You may not feel like that that part of life is important, but I promise you we have grown from social media in a whole lot of ways that people see us. From that, and it 's one of the ways that we do grow uh, it 's actually that's even the, the revival that has been pushed down in Southern West Virginia has had a great momentum because of Southern West, because of social media in itself that that one high school would see that salvation can happen and another high school would pick it up and say it 's our turn now it 's our turn today that it happened in Logan it 's going to happen in Mingo and it happened in Mingo it's going to happen in Welch and it happened in Welch and it 's going to happen in Mingo and how do we know that it 's time that Canal County say it 's our turn now. It's our, it, it's our turn now. And, and the reality is that it, it has good things about it. It's a way to connect. It's a way. Uh, and, and although all of us old heads, we love Facebook. We love Facebook and, and, and we love it. Um, all the kids think all the old heads are on it and they don't want to be on it no more. So they're all on these things called Snapchat and Instagram, which they don't even call Instagram because I think kids are lazy and they don't even, can't even call it Instagram. So they call it the gram, the gram. I don't know. I don't know where kids come up with this stuff, but it's called the gram. And and the reality is, I saw I started looking into this, and, and a lot of businesses are getting to the place where they use Instagram and Snapchat it because how many you know people don't want to hear your words; they want to see your life. All right, that, that preached all by itself. They don't want to just hear your words. They want to see your life. And so they want to see a picture into your life. They, they want to see it, and, and it's become wildly popular. They just announced, and I know somebody's saying, this ain't preaching, but let me get there. Let me get Y'all know me. I got to preach, but I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, and the reality is just this week alone that they announced that Instagram finally got up to a half a billion users, a half a billion. They're doing pretty good. I, I think the business is doing pretty good for them, a uh, half a billion users was sold a couple years ago for a billion dollars only had 13 people working for it wouldn't it be nice that you have a a company that has 13 employees and your company gets sold for a billion dollars Okay, I'm going to say amen because I'm receiving, I'm believing that, that there's creativity in the church. Amen? There is creativity because we have you know when the creator creates us, he put creativity down deep inside of us. And so it, it got sold and, and, and every single day there are 80 million photos that go across Instagram itself. 80 million. There have been close to 30 billion pictures posted since Instagram came into effect. 30 billion. Think about that. Josie, I think you're up to a billion. I just, I love you, Josie. Uh, <laughs> 83% of all posts go along with a hashtag. You may not know what a hashtag. For all of us old people, that's a pound sign. That's, that's a pound sign. On your phone, it's a pound sign. Uh, uh, but they've changed it. It's not even called a pound sign anymore. It's called a hashtag. Hashtag. We actually had one on our stage. It was called hashtag hope rising. Amen. Um, and, and they say this, that if you want higher engagement, I'm going to help somebody that likes social media, uh, that the higher the engagement is that you can put your location and you get more engagement. So for all you uh, like addicts that like the likes and the little hearts and all that crazy stuff, uh, to get more engagement, you want to put your, you want to put your location. And, um, and so over the next few weeks, as we put, put the location, we're at One Life Nitro Campus. Amen. And, and, but they said that the highest tag location in the world is New York City. I can believe that I've tagged a few places there myself, but there's been a saying that came around since 1911. And it says that a picture is worth a thousand words. A picture is worth a thousand words. How you know? You can look at a picture and it'll bring across emotions in your own life. And you're not even in that place recently, just over the last week, we've seen pictures of flooding and devastation all around the state. Of flooding and flood victims and, and things that our people are going through, looking across the Clendenin Valley and seeing water just completely over top of the whole entire town. And have you know, it'll strike emotions within you. It'll strike emotions to where they can show a picture of a flood, and it'll bring about relief help from all the way across the world, because someone saw a picture. And struck emotion in him, and emotional, because how you know people can see words; they can they can read the words, but it doesn't bring about the same emotion. But when they see it, somebody say, "See it!" Oh my goodness gracious, help God, help us to see it. That when we see it, it brings across emotions. That you can see something from a picture of of sixty years ago, fifty years ago, and it'll make you begin to your mind will begin to go to that place, and you'll begin to think about. I wonder what they were going through. I wonder how they were living. I wonder in what place they were living at. I, I, I just saw uh, this morning a friend of ours that is at the Hurricane Campus, uh, Mr. Charlie Bowen, who loves to travel, is in Florence, Italy this morning. Florence, Italy, and was eating a pizza. And, and, and I literally felt jealousy. I just, I know that ain't biblical, but I felt jealousy. I said, Good Lord. And I put in his comment, hashtag goals, because. I, I, that's my goal. I want to eat pizza in Florence, Italy. I mean, thank God for and pints. But I want to eat it right up in Italy with some Italian people around me. Marinara sauce dripping on their fingers. I mean, that's the way to eat pizza. He never said a word. I never talked to him. But it struck emotion within me. And the reality is a picture, a picture can bring about a lot of emotion that are within our lives. And when that statement was made in 1911, how you know there wasn't a lot of photography at the time? Wasn't a lot of photos at the time. But it brings more clarity into effect today because we have pictures and images everywhere. Everywhere you go, uh, you'll be driving down the road and an image will come up on a billboard. I was pumping gas last night, and as I turned the lever on, a TV came up in front of me, and I started watching the late-night show as I'm pumping gas. I thought, dear God, we're a bored society. I'm watching the late-night show. I'm watching Jimmy Fallon. Thank God they had it on Jimmy Fallon. I mean, you know, of all things. Thank God they had it on Jimmy And so for five minutes, I'm entertained, and I forget that I'm even pumping gas because there's images, images. All around us. And what rings true about that is that a picture is as a thousand words. What is so critical about that is that nowadays people are engulfed in watching other people's lives. Have you ever thought I can't go to sleep till I check Facebook one more time? Y'all lying. Y'all lying. Y'all sitting there in the bed and just watching it and the phone falls on your head because you fall asleep. You ever had that happen? That'll wake you up real quick. (laughs) As soon as you wake up in the morning, you got to check. You gotta check Facebook. You gotta check Twitter. You gotta see what's going on in the rest of the world because I was asleep for eight hours, nine hours, six hours, and I missed what was going on in the rest of the world. And so I got to see and I got to catch up. I got, I gotta catch up on what everybody else is doing. I gotta, I gotta see what everybody else is doing. And what happens is, is that although it's an innocent maneuver, although it's an innocent thing, what happens is your life begins to become entangled in other people's lives. And it can also get to the place where the Bible says in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And how many know in a lot of these images, it's beginning to steal people's joy, kill people's joy, and destroy the livelihood? Because what will happen is you're having a bad day, but on Facebook, somebody else is having the greatest day of their whole lives. Come on now. You just got in a fight with your man. You just got a fight with your woman. You look on Facebook and you see somebody out on a date and it looks like they have the greatest marriage ever. And you look over at the fool beside you and say, dear God, why can't you be like so-and-so? And you may not even say it, but you're thinking it. And what the enemy wants to trick you into believing is that you are all alone in your situation. You're all. Have you ever felt all alone? See, it's not a new trick of the enemy because he did it to Elijah. Elijah had been working hard for God, but because things weren't working the way he thought it should work, he got real depressed, got real upset, and he began to fall underneath the, the area of depression, sit underneath the tree, and told God, I am the only person still serving you. I'm the only person. Mind you, there's a whole school of prophets. There's a whole school of people working for God. But he is the only one going through issues. Have you ever felt like you're the only one going through issues? My good God. I'm talking about you're the only one going through issues. You're the only one that's got marriage issues. You're the only one that when they check their bank account, it looks more negative than it does positive. Come on now. You're the only one with car problems. You're the only one with kids that act crazy. I watched this little thing the other day that I thought was funny Because the the people It was just a little cartoon strip and it was four Little things And, and, And in the first one the kid was acting bonkers Upside down crying acting crazy And the second one you see them For one moment The baby stopped crying all day long For one moment And they got a moment of a picture And posted it on Instagram The baby was smiling for an instant Went back right into crying and someone on the other side of the world said to their husband, we should have a baby. It looks really fun. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Uh, the diapers were real easy. The mess was really, wait till they get older and they can talk. And they can talk and they can talk back. And they can talk back with their own personality and their own way of thinking and their own set of ideals and their own set of actions. And you are the dumbest person in the house. You're paying the bills. I'm the one keeping the electric on, but I'm the dumbest person in the house. You know, y'all have been there, right? Uh, But there's something about that image. You don't know. You've seen people that post something on, on one of the social media sites, and you'll see it, and you'll look at it and say, my God, they've got a great marriage. Not realizing they fought all day and finally got a glimpse of happiness and post a picture real quick. And they make you believe That your life doesn't compare to their life. Can I tell you something? I don't know what you're going through. It may be your ministry. It may be your business. It may be your relationships. Listen, when you're at a low, stay off of those sites. Because the enemy will use them. Can I tell you something? If we have a low day of ministry, the worst thing I can do is get on social media. Because social media will make me believe that everybody else is doing great in ministry. And I'm doing bad in ministry. That the levels of success, the levels of things don't add up to what everybody else's add up to, and my life doesn't add up. Right? There's a quote that I thought was really, really good here. Let me let me a photograph is a secret about a secret, my good God. The more it tells you, the less you know. It strikes emotion within you that there is a secret about a secret. That your life doesn't add up. Your life doesn't add up to that thing. But I come in here to tell you that there's the second part of that verse of John 10. He says there that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, somebody said, but Jesus. See, the enemy come to do one thing, but Jesus. Jesus comes to give life. Oh, my good God. And he didn't even just stop there. He said, but abundant life. Listen, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how your life's been. It may feel like your life has been stolen. It may feel like it's been killed. It may feel like it's been destroyed. But if you have a but Jesus, in my good God, a but Jesus moment in your life, mm, he will give you life and that life more abundantly. I don't know about you, one life, we're going through an abundant season and we're going to stay in abundant season because the word declares and promises that an abundance is coming i'm not telling you things are perfect i'm not telling you everything is the way it should line up but i'm telling you because we're underneath the promises of god we live in abundance you may sit here today and say i've just lost everything in my life but i want to tell you when you have a but jesus moment in your life he'll bring about abundance inside of you somebody shout amen in there, in James chapter one, verse nineteen, it, it's amazing to me that uh, it's so amazing that I'll, I'll get these ideas. I'll be praying and I'll say, "God, I, what's the next moment? What's the next word, God? You want to bring us into?" And I begin to hear this word into life, and I thought, "Okay, that's crazy. I don't want to preach about social media." But what's amazing, I kept hearing the word. A man will look in a mirror and forget his ways, and so I went to it. And so many times I read stuff out of King James because I, I'm naturally I grew up in church, and so I read stuff King James. He's just waiting for me to learn it. And every now and then I'll read something, and I'll say, I wonder what another version says. And so I, I pushed my little app there, and it pulled me to the message version. And the very first verse said, John chapter, I mean, James chapter 1, verse 19, he said, post this. Hmm. I said, Jesus, isn't it funny that nothing new was underneath the sun? That even before there was a Facebook, you knew all about posting, my good God. Even before there was a Twitter, he knew how to post. Have, have you ever, okay, let me, let me talk to the real people in the house that, that maybe, you know what, maybe posting ain't your thing, but you go to work and you post up. Okay, y'all don't know straight language. I'm talking about you post up on somebody. Okay, that means, that means you about to get real on somebody real quick. I, I know y'all don't understand street language, but you have to understand I worked in the hood for almost 15 years. I understand street language real well. I'm I'm part hood underneath all this nice jacket and, and and the reality is that means when i'm in walmart and someone skips me in line and you feel that anger come up i'm about to post up on somebody okay okay i'm gonna I'm talk to this side when somebody cuts you off when you're driving and and you're just trying to drive but they the one acting dumb you about to post up okay okay when you tell your kids take out the trash and they talk to you crazy and you're trying to hold it together, but you about to post up. Okay, y'all get the point now? So listen, posting up does not mean that, uh, that uh, you know, it, it's just a social media thing. Because sometimes in life we post up real too quickly. We go to work, we're ready. Man, if that coworker says to me one more time, what, that, that person got one more time to talk to me crazy today. Okay, y'all quiet because I know it's every one of us in this room. If that boss speaks to me one more time like that, I'm going post up today. And, and, And the reality is he gives us instructions here because we're so quick to do every bit of this in reverse. We're quick to anger, quick to speak, and lastly to hear. But he says to us, he says the complete opposite, to lead with your ears. Somebody say lead with your ears. That means listen before you speak. Oh, my goodness gracious. Could we not learn a lesson right there from James? Listen before you speak. I'm going to get to this in the next few weeks about how some people don't have no filter. No filter. You ever heard of people like that? No filter. I mean... It's just like stuff just comes out And I know people mean it one way that oh i'm no makeup today no filter But some of y'all need to get a filter Some of us need to get a filter that jesus becomes your filter And what happens is we stop listening because you've made up in your mind that i'm right And they're wrong And have you ever been talking to somebody they're thinking about what they're wanting to say (laughs) While you're talking Don't look at the person beside you. Don't look at your wife. Don't look at your husband. But if you've been talking to somebody and they're thinking about what to say and they're not even hearing you or vice versa, you're the one thinking about what to say rather than what to listen to. But Jesus gives us clear instructions to James, his brother, and says there, lead with your ears. Can I tell you something? We have a problem all across the world that people all across social media and in life, we lead with our words first. Why do you think people got so upset over a gorilla? I mean, come on, y'all. Listen. It's a gorilla. Okay, I need the PETA activists to hear this inside here tonight. it's It's a gorilla. It's not a child. It's not a human life. Human life has the greatest value God placed on it. Okay, I need to correct some things in the church because the reality is we've put more value on things and on animals than we do human life. We get more upset over whales than we do human babies being aborted every single day. Okay, and so what happens is we say, oh my God, they killed a gorilla. I'm going attack mode. Poor Harambe. And you having funerals for him at the house. (laughs) Y'all putting up shrines and poor little gorilla. Listen, I've I've seen the gorilla with my eyes. He was a good gorilla. But thank God the baby lived. And the reality is we've got to get back to where we think. Think. How many know America could use a a good dose of just thinking again? How many know you ain't got to think no more? If I don't know the answer, my phone will tell me. Google, lead the way. You don't do research anymore. You don't read anymore. You don't do it. You ain't got to think at all. Can I tell you, I love GPS. It don't allow me to think at all. I tell my wife when we get in the car, when, when I start listening to the GPS voice, she is my new wife in the car, and I need you to stop it. I don't need two wives in the car. I don't need to hear you tell me turn right, and I don't need to hear her tell me turn left. You don't know where you're going. Have you ever been to New York? Have you ever been to Philadelphia? No, you ain't never been. So stop being a backseat driver and let my new woman talk to me. Tell me where to go, baby. I don't wanna think, I just wanna drive. <laughs> and we don't think anymore. We don't have the ideal of, 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 of interactive thinking or, or, or to the place where we dig into an item or a dig into what life really means or what it is to do a thing. Uh, you ain't even got to figure nothing out anymore. You can go on YouTube and it'll tell you how to make anything and fix anything. Come on now. Jason, Justin just told me the other day, he's taking guitar lessons on Skype. He don't even have to go around the world and take them. He's taking them on Skype. You can learn anything. You don't have to think anymore. But have you know, one life, we got to think. If nobody else thinks, we got to think. Think before we speak. That when we go out to restaurants this afternoon, and someone may take their time getting to your service, think before you speak. Because you are speaking to one of God's children that needs to feel the love of Christ. My good God. I know this ain't hard preaching. I know I ain't ripping my jacket off. But this is good preaching today. This is real life preaching. That you need to stop and think. Because you are representing Jesus. Everywhere you go, you are representing Jesus. And can I tell you something? You're representing one life. And if you ain't going to act right in public, don't tell nobody where you go to church at. You tell them you go to the Baptist church right up the street. Don't put that stuff on us. Don't be putting that on us. Because I'm telling you this, you ain't representing one life like that. I'll tell them, I don't know that person. I ain't never seen him in this church before. Jeremiah, if you go out with that shirt and you act like this, I'll say, we gave it to him at an event. I don't know that guy. You got to think before you speak. Think, think, think. Then speak. Then, lastly, lead him with anger. It's okay to have anger. It should anger you with some things. Jesus got anger. He went, in the, he went into the temple and got real angry because his temple was all messed up. And, that, and Jesus started flipping over tables. Could you imagine if I had walked in this morning and, and Rob was acting up and I come in here and start flipping chairs over? they think pastor had lost his mind. He needs to go back home and get a nap come back. But can I tell you something? It's okay to get angry, but it's over what you get angry about. And you got to be slow to get angry. Slow to get angry. Okay, so that's number one. Post that way. Post that way. Number two, he says there, So, and this is James 1.20, he said, Throw away all spoiled virtue and cancerous evil in the garbage. Can I tell you something? I know that everybody coming in here this morning, and I know that we're all acting churchy, and I know that we just sung church songs, and I know we all got church clothes on, but can I tell you something? We all walked in with junk in us. I heard Bishop Jake's preach a message one time called Junk in the Trunk, and I loved it. Junk in, junk in the Trunk. Great message. Junk. Have you know, we all got junk in the trunk. We all got junk. Look at somebody beside you and say, you got some junk. Look at them again and say, I got some junk too. It's okay to have some junk. It's okay to have some junk. All of us have junk. And it's one of the biggest misconceptions is that my marriage ain't got no junk. So, you know, uh, that their marriage must not be like my marriage because I got a whole lot of junk when I go home. Or, um, their kids act perfect when they go to church and when I go to church my kids act crazy and so we, we look at people and say they don't have the junk that I do but can I tell you something we all have junk we all have junk. We all have flesh that we're walking through. But, but Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, he said, come unto me all that are heavy laden. And you know what that means? That means you are carrying your garbage rather than giving it to Jesus. See, it's okay to have junk, but it's a matter of what you're going to do with it. Can I tell you something? Every single day, you should probably take out your trash in your home. Take it out to where it's outside your house. Because if you leave it inside your house too long, it stinks up the house. My wife left some Chinese in my, my car last night. And I want to get that girl because Chinese does not smell good overnight. I got in my car this morning. I was like, oh, my God, what is that smell? She had left her junk in my car. That's right. She's in children's shirts I'm going to talk about her. She left junk in my car. And, and the reality is, if I don't get the junk out of my car, my car will begin to smell. But the thing is, yes, you got it to the outside, but now, once a week, you got to get to a place where you give it to somebody else that takes it far away. See, you can't let the junk set too much inside of you or it will begin to corrupt what's inside of you or disrupt what the Spirit is trying to do because all you see is the junk inside of you rather than what the Spirit is trying to do. But daily, I've got to go into His presence and say, God, I know you can handle my junk. Here it is. Now, Holy Spirit, at least once a week on a Sunday, take my junk and take it as far as the east is from the west. I, I know my past was jacked up, but that ain't my junk any longer. Jesus, here is my junk. Take it and remove it from me. Somebody shout, Amen. Number three here, he says, Be a doer of the word and not hear only. Be a doer of the word and not hear. hear only. Having a, we are so quick to be a hear only. Because some of us, some of us, we listen a whole lot, but we never get into action. Have you ever met people, that all they talk about is their past? Okay, have you ever heard it on the other side? Well, flip side, where all they talk about is what they're going to do. Those are the worst people to me. Those people drive me crazy. What I'm going to do. What I'm going to do. What I'm going to do. Do something for God's sake. Do something. Oh, my God. Look at some of us and say, do something. Do something. Do something. Because how you no know faith is described as faith is now, the substance of things. Now. It is an action for right now. God has given you faith for your now moments. David, I don't care what you've been through this week. Faith is arising for now to raise into your future. You got to lay that stuff aside and say, I know what I've been through, but my now is right now, and I'm going to get up and do something for God. Oh, my good God. One life, our moment is now. We can't whine over what happened 10 years ago, and we can't worry about where we're going 10 years from now. Thank God for vision, and thank God for where we're going. But our moment is now, and we got to stop getting to the place where all we do is hear vision and not do vision. But we got to get right down deep inside of it and say, right now, I'm going to do vision because people are going to hell. And I gotta reach in them before they get there. Somebody give God some praise. Oh my God, I want to end with this. He says there in the last verse. He says, "If you just catch a glimpse of His revealed counsel, free life is coming." If you just catch a glimpse of his revealed glory, oh my goodness gracious. Last night, my wife drugged me to a play, and, and I listened to the play The Wiz. If y'all don't know, uh, I'm going to say it real nicely. It's the Urban Wizard of Oz. And I loved it. I laughed, and I was, man, I felt like I was back in... You know, my brother's church, and man, we having church in there, having the whiz, and man, it was good. Y'all ain't seen it still playing today. Go up to this Civic Center and watch it. But in it, I'm sitting there, and we had had a long day, long week, and I'm just trying not to think about today, and I'm trying to be in the moment because my wife deserves that. And, but my preacher mode's always kicking in, and there at the end, whenever the scarecrow and the cowardly lion and the tin man and and... And Dorothy went to the Wiz, or the Wizard of Oz, whoever you want to call him, whatever version you're in. Uh, After he sent them on this journey, he came back, and he said, all along, you've had inside you what you've been asking for. Goodness gracious. And he says there in one moment, he says, you only believe what you allow your eyes to see. So my preacher mode's kicking in. You only believe what you allow your eyes to see. See, Jesus said if you get a revealed glimpse of me, you'll have free life. But can I tell you something? The enemy wants to keep your life distorted that my life's not good enough. My life don't add up. My past is worse than anybody's around me. My life today. Have you ever had people say, "I'll get it together, then I'll come." Oh, can I tell you something? It's like saying I'll I'll get in shape before I go to a gym. No, you go to the gym to get in shape. You go to church to start getting it together. And more importantly, you go to Jesus to really get it together. And you got to come to him no matter what your life has distorted in your life. It may be the worst week of your life, but God has given you a glimpse of him today. And I promise you that if you will just say, God, I'm going to grab hold of the very thing I see. I am telling you, free life is about to happen. And I'm telling you, we live in a world that wants everything instant. And I'm telling you, nothing is instant in this world. The only thing that is instant is salvation. That when you confess with your mouth, my good God, and believe in your heart, and you begin to say, God, save me, instantaneous Salvation begins to come about. I'm not telling you there's not a work to do. I'm not telling you change is coming. But I'm telling you this that freedom starts at a glimpse of His goodness. And I am telling you that some of you and some of us need to get to the place where I have seen Him. But now I need to accept His freedom for me. And I'm tired of living in bondage. I'm tired of living in sickness. I'm tired of living in depression. I'm tired of living down and out, but it's time that I get freedom within me. Come on, Rob. Let's do this In Listen, you got to reach freedom. you got to say, I'm free in him. I'm free in salvation. I'm free in the spirit of God. And I don't know about you. You've got to just grab hold. Oh, my good God. James says, Rob, he said, if I just see him out the corner of my eye. A few weeks ago, the Spirit of God was just really moving. And if y'all don't know the story, my wife is a runner. Uh, Not so much in real life, but in the Spirit. And the Spirit of God was moving. And she took off running. And and she hit Jennifer's dad. Knocked him. And all he said was, I seen a brown streak. I knew who it was. I just saw a brown straight go by me. Are you ready just to catch a glimpse of his glory? You ain't got to see it all the way, but if you can just see it out the corner of your eye. <laughs> and that may mean I've seen it in my past, but I don't see it right now. I'm telling you, you're going to see a glimpse of him today. Some of y'all, y'all have seen a glimpse of him this weekend. Some of y'all have been through floods and through issues and through marriages. Listen, if I just told you what's happened in the church over the last month, marriages are on the rocks. Financial issues are on the rocks. People's lives are up and down. People's health are all jacked up. But can I tell you something, if you just get a glimpse of his glory. Stand with me today. God, show us a glimpse of you. God, let our identity be within you. As, as Rob begins to sing, listen, if that's you and you're ready for a new life, I want you to come. And you know what? A lot of us are saved, but you still need new life. You need to accept the new life. And you need to say, I need to step into this thing. I need freedom. If that's you, I want you to come. I don't, want you to, I don't want you to hold back. I don't want you to sit there and grab the pew. If you got to grab somebody beside you and say, now is my time. Now is my time. I'm getting a hold of this thing. As Rob begins to sing, I want you to come, come, come. I would grab you by the hand and pull you myself, but you got to come. Come on, come on.